你现在在听 KUCI。KUCI 今、聞いています。Lost of that KUCI eighty point nine FM。Kuyo ma。Kuyo ena kikinista KUCI。Estás escuchando la KUCI ochenta y ocho punto nueve。Resource KUCI。Vous écoutez la radio KUCI quatre vingt huit point neuf FM。You're listening to eighty eight point nine FM KUCI in Irvine。The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. And this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, Orange County's alternative radio station. I am Tani. Tenuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth elf, and coming up in just a few moments, a Middle Earth perspective on life with the elf and her Hobbit co-host Milo Lomsdown. This is KUCI in Irvine, the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. <laughs> Magavanen, and Suilade to all my elf friends. I am Tani Genuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth elf. Greetings from Middle Earth at UC Irvine. And in case you are just tuning in, we are broadcasting from the University of California at Irvine and streaming live on the internet at KUCI.org. We are KUCI in Irvine, eighty-eight point nine FM on the radio dial. And this is the show. What would Arwen do on every other Thursday afternoon? Where I ask, we ask, if a Middle Earth elf lived today in Southern California, what might her life look like? How would she celebrate and support the arts, music, her community, and the preservation of Earth, its beauty, resources, and creatures? Some people like to ask, what would What would Jesus do? Which I think is a very good question. I like to ask, what would Arwen do? And in case you're wondering who Arwen was, Arwen was an elf princess, the daughter of Elrond, a prince among elves and lord of Rivendell, a magical place of healing, lore, and wisdom, perhaps not unlike the community here at UC Irvine. Arwen was a beloved daughter of the universe, as are all of the women of this fair celestial home called Earth, or in Elvish, Arda. I believe that Arwen understood the principle of noblesse oblige, that with great privilege comes responsibility. And I am reminded of this quite often, living here in、uh, Newport Beach in the Irvine area, surrounded by so much beauty and wealth, and like perfect climate. Um, safety, and it is not so with many other places in the world. So I believe that Arwen embodied the archetype of a true princess of the light, and showed this through her courage, her wisdom, her beauty, her sense of humor, and service to others. In Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings: A Guide to Middle Earth, Colin Durias wrote. In his invented mythology of Middle Earth, Tolkien intended that his elves were an extended metaphor of a key aspect of human nature. This quote, elven quality in human life was a central preoccupation of Tolkien's. Elves, like dwarves, hobbits, and the like, partially represent human beings. In Tolkien's mythology, elves represent what is high and noble in humans. In particular, they represent the arts in their highest form, work done in the image of God and His created world. So, I believe this quote, "Elven quality," exists today in every living person, in me and in you, whoever you are that might be listening, and anyone that you know, and that this elven quality yearns for expression through gifts of creativity, nobility, and service to others. And I am so excited because this now five years, going on five years of what would Arwen do? And now I am especially excited and privileged to have a Hobbit co-host, Milo Lomsdown. Greetings, Milo. 
Good afternoon, Tani. It's a beautiful day in the Shire. It is a beautiful day in the Shire. Really, UC Irvine so much reminds me of the Shire because it's got little rolling hills. And the only thing is that every once in a while I expect to come around a corner and see a little creek meandering through somewhere. (laughs) And there really aren't a lot of creeks here. It's sort of a dry area. Yeah, this is true. But it is, in fact, a beautiful day. And we had a little bit of rain last night, giving the, the, so the trees and the plants are all quite happy. Yes, they say it never rains in sunny Southern California, but in fact, it it does occasionally rain here. It does, and uh, and it makes it makes me happy, and it makes the plants happy. <laughs> and it makes us happy because the plants are happy. They produce flowers that yes. smell good and look beautiful. Mm-hmm. So today we have uh, just a whole bunch of fun things to talk about. We're going to be talking about an event. And we have a caller uh, that's going to be calling in just a few moments uh, about an event coming up here in uh, Santa Ana uh, through uh, Janine Bernstein, who used to do a program here. I'm hoping one of these days that Moms Rockin' the House will come back on the air. Uh, But she's still out there promoting women in the arts and uh, supporting women, um, mom rockers and uh, just women everywhere that, you know, just want to be making a difference uh, with regards to music. And she quite often puts on a little event uh, benefiting other organizations. And we're, she's going to be calling in in just a few minutes, and we'll be talking about uh, this event, um, Moms Rock the House Radio celebrates mind, body, and spirit in association with the Orange County affiliate of Susan G. Komen for the Cure and the Lupus Foundation. And uh, so we'll be hearing from her. She's going to have some wonderful women artists and um, two teenage bands. I don't know exactly who they are, but we'll hear more from her. Uh, Were you ever here when she had one of the teenage bands uh, here in the studio? No, I wasn't. uh, I wasn't privileged to be here when she had a teenage band in the studio. But I remember her program was interesting because I wasn't aware of just how much rock was produced by women. Uh, yes, absolutely. And it was very fun that day. There was like, I think there was 12 kids in the band. Their parents were here. They, and they were doing a bunch of covers of like old rock and roll songs. It was, it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. And Janine's two girls, they're like 10 and 12 or, or 8 and 10, something like that. They play guitar with mom. And so it gets, it turns into a real family thing. So she's going to be calling in and we are going to be giving away some tickets. So I hope our listeners will stay tuned to hear about this event coming up this coming Sunday over at Original Mike. So she'll be calling in in a few moments. Um, and uh, to get us ready for that in just a few minutes, we're going to be playing a song by Adrena Thorpe, who is going to, she's right here in Orange County and she's going to be there on Sunday. Was there something, though, that we ne- were going to... What what else are we covering in the show, in case people want to stay tuned? Well, I have a review of Goethe Dammerung, uh, the fourth opera in the Ring Cycle. And as you know, at the end of this month, they're beginning complete uh, week-long productions, three of them, three Ring Cycles in Los Angeles at the L.A. Opera, uh, conducted by James Conlon. So I have a review of Goethe Dammerung, and I also have a Hobbit trip report uh, from <laughs> our last program two weeks ago, we gave away two boxes of chocolatel raw chocolate. We had Deanna Moore here, the founder and creator of Chocolata, which is not just chocolate. It's chocolate with super enriched with superfoods. Really superfoods. And not only is it is smelling great and tasting great, but when you look at the high quality ingredients she puts in, oh, in yeah. these products, they're really, I mean, you, you eat a little bit of this and you feel somehow supercharged. Yes. And it isn't just from the caffeine. <laughs> right. And uh, is that a program available up on podcast now? It is. And so if people wanted to listen to it, where would they go? Well, <laughs> you can listen to What Would Arwen Do Live here at 88.9 FM in Irvine, California. You can listen live on the Internet at KUCI.org. We're streaming live 24 by 7 with both real player streams and Windows Media player streams. Mm-hmm. So depending on what you have, you can listen to us very easily. And for the podcasts, you can go to KUCITalk.org and look for What Would Arwen Do? Click on that link and you'll see the podcasts that are up there, including last times with Deanna and Chocolatel. Or 
On iTunes, you can search for Arwen, A-R-W-E-N, and you'll see the program What Would Arwen Do is podcast on iTunes. So you can listen it to you. You can listen to it on your your iPod Touch. And we had so much fun last week with, or two weeks ago, with Deanna. She's just a delightful, delightful person and really very passionate about the health benefits of chocolate. We're not talking about the, you know, the regular, we won't mention any company names, but you know, <laughs> the stuff that's full of preservatives and sugar. Um, but really chocolate, chocolate is a superfood. And especially when you put it together with other things like acai berry and goji berries and maca and, um, and her formulations, and it's all made by hand. I, we, I don't know that we covered this on the show, but I talked to her afterwards. She actually has, um, like a fact, a small, you know, uh, place that she, um, kitchen, as you will, right. where she makes, she makes all of this herself. Right. She, and, you know, and, and oversees it. Yes. She has it, someone that helps her, but she makes the chocolate, you know, packages it up, and the packages are all biodegradable. Not only are they beautiful, but very biodegradable, so they just go, even the, even the plastic wrappers are uh, not plastic, wonderful. plastic. Yeah. Yes. It just goes right back into the earth and nurtures it. As part of my field trip, uh, I couldn't actually ship the free boxes that Deanna gave away. She gave away two free boxes Mm -hmm. last show, one to Woody and one to Hector. So I said, well, Woody lives near here. Why don't I just go down Arroyo Drive and take the box? Because you can't ship chocolate in the summertime. It's just going to melt. So I go looking in the student housing, and about 45 minutes later, I finally (laughs) find his apartment. Hobbit Hobbit Adventure. The Hobbit Adventure. And he's not at home. I ring the bell. I knock the door. There's no answer. Luckily, as I'm turning to leave, his roommate Jacob comes up. Hopefully he's a trustworthy roommate and did not eat all the chocolate before I, Woody got home. I actually addressed that with Jacob. I said, <laughs> now Jacob, you have to promise not to eat all this before Woody gets home. And Jacob promised that he would hand deliver it to Woody and keep it in their nice, cool apartment. Well, hopefully uh, Jacob is more reliable than, what was, the, what was the young boy with the Turkish delights in Narnia? Oh my gosh! Ed, one of the was that, four uh, Edmund? Edmund, Edmund, one yes. of the four children in the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. He yes. loved that candy, that and, Turkish delight. So yes. hopefully Jacob didn't get any wise ideas and turn into yes. an Edmund. Well, we'll hope. <laughs> but it's hard not to because it's delicious. Yes. So the other box was going to go to Hector, the other listener who won a mm-hmm. box. But I just gave up. I said after forty-five minutes of searching for an address, I said, "Why don't I just send Hector a a gift card from Mother's Market because it is available. Chocolate yes. is available at Mother's Market if you look in the deli section mm-hmm. where they keep their raw foods, right? Because it is really, in a sense, it's a it's raw food. Chocolate. It's not with the candy. It's, it's with the food. It's, it's not with the candy. It's with the food right. as it really should be because right. you know, one of the three varieties has Codiceps, uh, the uh, the Chinese herbal mushroom." And uh, very delicious and wonderful smelling, but also a healthy taste. Well, thank you for sharing your um, your adventure and your persistence as a hobbit. We know that those hobbits are pretty persistent when they go out on a quest. And Woody called back. <laughs> by the way, Woody oh. called back to thank me for the chocolatel, but uh, I wasn't available to answer his call it that well, it's good to know busy. that he got it he so so he got it and hector if you're listening if you haven't received it already there is a mother's gift card so you had one mail. box that you had to i guess you just have to take care of that one yourself i had to take care of that <laughs> one myself it was too too difficult to ship it in the summertime did, did you share it with the hobbit wife oh i offered it to her but the hobbit wife interestingly enough does not like chocolate oh lucky for you lucky for me <laughs> Okay, well, our friend Janine should be calling in any moment, so um, I'm going to play a song here from one of the artists that's going to be at uh, Original Mike's on Sunday. And she will be there in person, I take it. Absolutely, yes. Uh, Adrena Thorpe will be there in person. Janine will be there in person. Uh, If I get my schedule changed around, I'll be going and hanging out, but I, I may not be able to do that. So here is... Here's Adrena with a very elvish song, Fly, Fly, Fly. This is KCI in Irvine.
that was Adrena Thorpe from her CD, Elusive, Fly, 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 one of my favorite songs. I love that song. My gosh, it was good. And she is going to be at uh, Original Mics this coming Sunday, and I believe we have our guest here. Janine, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for uh, being here today and also for hosting this event. I've been to a few of the events that you've pulled together, and they've just been wonderful fun. In fact, I was at the first event that you did uh, over at Original Mics with Mama Palooza. That's right. That was 2007. Can you believe it? Oh, my gosh. Three years ago? <laughs> I can't believe it. I know. That's I know. amazing. So tell us a little bit about what's going on this coming Sunday. So give us your website first if, so if people want to get more information. It's moms, M-O-M-Z, rockthehouse.com. And right at the top, there's a JPEG of the flyer, and you click on that, and there's all the press release and info on how to get tickets and who's playing, and it's going to be a great event. And what's happening is a portion of the proceeds is going to Susan G. Komen for the Cure Orange County and the Lupus Foundation of America. And uh, performers from my radio show, like Deborah Davis and the Band of Gold and Stacey Robin and Tiana Starr, and Adrena Thorpe, who you just played, I love her. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to perform as well as a teenage band that performed in the KUCI studios when I had my show there, Ribbons of Fire. They performed to raise awareness and funds for cancer. In fact, I think that was uh, the that was the band that was here. I think I was here that day, and I couldn't remember the name. The name, but yeah. there's like what eight or ten of them. Oh, they're, they, they're, at the time, I believe they were um, 11 and 12. Yeah. No, not 11, but they were 12, probably, uh -huh. average 12, 13. And um, the drummer is, um, he's very talented. He's uh, the son of a friend of mine, and we all did the walk with her, the Susan G. Come and Walk for three days in San Diego. Mm. And, um, yeah, so they're going to come. And they're good. I mean, they were really yeah, they good. good. They're good, and they're fun, and especially for, you know, young, aspiring uh, musicians, thinking, you know, well, I'm only 10 or 12, I can't really play the guitar. Your, your two girls right. play the guitar, right? How old are they? Um, they are 7 and 10, and they actually have taken up piano. <laughs> they like piano. They're kind of teaching themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's really cute. Uh, the, well, I just love that you have music going on in your house. And um, so this coming Sunday, it's, yes. it's um, Mom's Rock of the House celebrates the mind, body, and spirit. So are there going to be some vendors there, people sharing oh, healthy products? Yeah, there's going to be about uh, 15, 16 different vendors there from Total Woman Gym and Day Spa to uh, Jamie Presley Jewelry to all these different um, vendors to do with the mind, body, and spirit. Mm -hmm. um, Farm Fresh to You, Organic Produce, and um, a lot of, just a lot of great, great stuff going on. And also I'm giving away a Daisy Rock guitar. So will people will be able to enter for the drawing, is that right? Yes. Yes, I, I, I have a lot of different giveaways, yes. Oh, awesome. And yeah. all of the artists that will be performing, Adrena, and they'll all have their CDs there, right? So, so people can They're get all, the CDs. That's right. And I added one more band to the lineup. Um, I was part of Taste of Ladera this year, and I emceed the um, OC's Bet You Can't Do That talent show. And they, there was a, two winners. One was a, a group from middle school, adorable, fronted by this girl who's in fifth grade, and they did Journey, um, Don't Stop Believing. Oh, yeah. And she was so charismatic. They won, and they're going to kick off the event uh, at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Oh, I wish I could go. I, I, I'll have to see if I, I can ch change my work schedule around, but if I can, I will definitely, I will definitely be out there because the other thing is that it's a beautiful venue. This isn't just something that's inside a restaurant. It's outside. Right. The there's, there's all these trees and it's just, it's just a lovely, lovely venue for this type of an outdoor event. And it's, it's really for the whole family. It really is. Um, it's, it really it's, is. And that's how I do my events. I really want it to be family-friendly. You know, sometimes people hear the name Moms Rock the House, and they're like, is this going to be hard rock punk music? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and they, they get nervous, and I have to say, no, family-friendly, totally yes. family-friendly. Yes. And it's always a lot of fun, and there's always a lot of good things to explore and do. And I just want to say uh, thank you again for all the work that you do supporting women uh, in music and Thanks, and Thank you. you know and giving helping us to 
encourage women to to take that time for themselves to to you know if you always wanted to play uh, the guitar or maybe the flute or the drums or whatever you know what get yourself a drum kit get yourself a guitar right. and right. you know first yeah go in the closet but then get out of the closet right <laughs> well you know I also want to mention that my friend um, Judy Davids who's in Detroit she started the band the My Dolls when she was 42 and she couldn't even play an instrument and I have a signed copy of her latest book Rockstar Mommy mm-hmm. and her latest CD and she is such a testament of that how it's never too late to just get out there and do whatever you does you want to do right and and that little thing that keeps coming up in your heart that says oh you know it's like if if you could just do something what would you like to do well i always wanted to do and then just fill in the blank and you know what find a way to make some time for it you know maybe maybe you're not going to become the prima ballerina but you know what if you always wanted to take ballet go take a ballet class or you know go get yourself a guitar and take some guitar lessons or you know some drum lessons or something exactly um well i also have to mention first of all thank you for having me on your show but also mom's rock the house show started at kuci which i love yes and i was there for what almost three years and so you know it's very i'm hoping someday you'll be back (laughs) yes yes i have it in my my thoughts it's just a question of time (laughs) right right finding time between these events and being a mom and rock and roll and i yeah i i know all about that so um but could you give out your website again? Uh, sure. And if people is there, and we're going to be giving away two tickets to the event, right? So we'll be cutting right. in a few moments. We'll be cutting to some music, and actually, I'm going to play Deborah, Deborah Davis's song uh, from her Uninvited Guest CD, and she's going to be at the event as well. So we'll be yes, playing yes. one of her songs uh, right. coming up in a few minutes, and people can call in to right. win two tickets to the event. Is that right? I'm sorry, what? To I'm the, two tickets. Yes. Two tickets. Yes. And, and that, so. If and they miss the two tickets, they can get um, tickets on my website, or they can just get them at the door, and it's www.momsmomzrockthehouse.com. And so that's the website that has all the information about the event is Everything. there. And, uh, again, where is the venue going to be in case people are just, like, living out in that area and they want to just drive by? Oh, it's um, Original Mike's, which is right on uh, Main Street in the Art District of Santa Ana, which is amazing venue. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And yeah. it's going to be this coming Sunday, May 23rd, from 1 o'clock, one o'clock to 4, right? Yes, yes, 1 to 4. And uh, we're also going to have a fashion show from Kika Paprika. Really? Organic clothing line. Oh. Uh, yeah, there's, it's packed. And I've got Laura Barr donated all kinds of giveaways and Donna B's Bakery from Laguna Miguel. I've got all kinds of great stuff. So if you come early, you won't miss out. And I also have uh, Dub Chocolate. They're having an OC Chocolate Party at my event. So you might want to come early. Yeah. <laughs> What a great yeah. network! You know, this is Milo, Janine, and Hi. I'm thinking what a great networking event for young folks that want to follow their dream. This looks like the kind of event where you could actually network, maybe with the with the performers, and find out uh, how exactly. how they got going and things like that. Exactly. Exactly. It's also a wonderful thing in case you're ever thinking of having a party or doing an event yourself to find, you know, to connect with local talent, you know, people that are right here in the Southland that can travel, you know, and and provide great music for an event you have coming up. Because I know uh, both Deborah Davis and... um, uh, Adrena. Adrena have been yeah. on the Pampered Ladies Cruise that we right. talk about every once in a while. And these, these ladies are consistently amazing. Yes. Every single time they perform at my events. Yeah. So I hate to wrap it up short, but I That's have to okay. go be a good mom and get my daughter. Okay. <laughs> well, again, uh, momsrockthehouse.com, and hopefully we'll see you Sunday and have a, have a lot of fun, and thanks for the work that you're doing for cancer and lupus. Thank you, Tony. Thanks, okay. Milo. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take it easy. So, again, that's this coming Sunday, May 23rd, at Original Mics in Santa Ana, an event to raise awareness and uh, proceeds for the Susan G. Komen uh, for the Cure and for the Lupus Foundation. Just uh, very, very worthwhile causes. So, I mean, it sounds like for any fan of rock and roll, for anyone who's interested in how to get into rock and roll, for anyone that just wants to go out and have some good fun and good music mm-hmm. in a nice setting, Santa Ana, 1 p.m. Sunday, that's yeah. the place to be. And lots, and they always have lots of good giveaways. They're going to have a drawing for a Daisy Rock guitar. And uh, there's, it's just, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. So we're going to... Uh, play a little song here again we have two tickets to give away to that event so if you want to give us a call at 949-824-5824 949-824-5824 two tickets to the uh 
event this Sunday at Original Mics, and here is Deborah Davis, who will be performing their Sunday with Moon Upon My Shoulder. This is KUCI in Irvine. was the enchanting and very uplifting voice of Deborah Davis from her CD, Uninvited Guests. Uh, just a delightful, delightful person, a uh, very fun musician, and she is going to be in Orange County this coming Sunday at the uh, at Original Mics, an event put on by Janine Burstein of Moms Rock the House. And this is the Mind, Body, and Spirit in association with... Susan G. Komen for the Cure and Lupus Foundation of America. So a portion of the proceeds will be going to those two organizations. Uh, they'll be doing a giveaway for a Daisy Rock guitar. They'll have lots of vendors there, just, you know, people in uh, Dove Chocolates and some jewelry. And um, all of the uh, musicians will be there with CDs. And it's really, you know, it's going to be a really fun event, uh, Milo. I've been to some of these events that Janine's put on before. And so it's not just come and sit down and have a hamburger and, and listen to music. It's really, you know, they're, they're, they have a lot of times they have a kids craft thing with face painting and things like that. Participatory for the whole family, and that makes it uh, very wonderful. We should once again give yeah. the website www dot momsrockthehouse.com and that's spelled m-o-m-z-r-o-c-k-t-h-e-h-o-u-s-e dot com moms with a z momsrockthehouse.com for more information so so that's coming up on sunday Uh, in a little bit we have some uh, another event coming on up on saturday but first let's get to the uh the ring report here the Spe- Ring Review. Speaking of music, but this is now a music of a completely different kind and maybe not quite so much fun. Maybe still beautiful, but mm. but thought-provoking and serious as opposed to just fun and right. enjoyable. Reading from uh, the Tolkien biography, the authorized biography by Humphrey Carpenter, a couple of sections in that biography Tolkien's contribution to the TCBS, which was the predecessor of the Inklings, reflected a wide range of reading he had already encompassed. He delighted his friends with recitations from Beowulf, the Pearl, and Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, and recounted horrific episodes from the Norse Valsunga saga, with a passing jibe at Wagner, whose interpretation of the myths he held in contempt. (laughs) That's from page 46. Mm Mm-hmm. Back on page 202 of the authorized biography, we have this from Humphrey Carpenter. Stanley Unwin, who was the publisher of Lord of the Rings, passed comments to Tolkien. The comparison of his ring with the Nibelunglied and Wagner always annoyed Tolkien. Tolkien once said, both rings were round, and there the resemblance ceased. And it's true that there isn't a lot of similarity between the two rings. That is, The Lord of the Rings as a novel, a very lengthy novel, and The Ring of the Nibelungen, which is a series of four operas that Mm -hmm. take in total almost 19 hours of performance time, including intermissions. The other thing that these works have in common is they're fairly long. Mm -hmm. That is, the, the four operas, the tetralogy of The Ring of the Nibelung by Wagner and the lengthy, lengthy novel called The Lord of the Rings, at mm-hmm. more than a thousand pages, not including appendices, mm-hmm. very, very long. But I did want to let our listeners know that are interested in The Ring. In, in a sense, the, the Ring of the Nimelungen and Wagner's Lord of the Rings, to some extent, had common origins. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were... Both the composer Wagner and the author Tolkien were very steeped in these old Norse mythologies. Mm, Yes. And they came out with very, very different works, Mm -hmm. very, very beautiful works, very major works. 
I would say... But with characters that are archetypal. You know, there's the hero's journey. There's the good guys. There's the bad guys. There's com- not a lot of comedy, but tragedy and um, the, you know, the quest to... The quest. The quest and the presence of good and evil, which is pretty, you know, general, you know, the lines aren't too blurred, you know. And even as the Ring of the Nibelungen starts out in the gold of the Rhine, and the the Rhine maidens have it, and they, at the end of the four operas, they get the gold back. It's actually so, a ring ring like you would wear on your it's hand. It's an actual ring, a uh-huh. physical ring that goes back into the waters of the Rhine and goes back to the Rhine maidens who are its custodian. So in the Lord of the Rings, the one ring that came from a road ruin from Mount Doom goes back to Mount Doom. Right. In fact, it says here, um, this is from Of the Rings of Power at the end of the Silmarillion. It says, now the elves made many rings which some people actually think that the rings of the elves were made by um, Sauron, but they were not. They, right. the, the elves made those rings. Yes. It says, but secretly Sauron made one ring to rule all the others, and their power was bound up with it to be subject wholly to it and to last only so long as it too should last. And much of the strength and will of Sauron passed into that one ring, for the power of the elven rings was very great, and that which should govern them must be a thing of surpassing potency. And Sauron forged it in the mountain of fire in the land of shadow. And while he wore the one ring, he could perceive all the things that were done by means of the lesser rings, and he could see and govern the very thoughts of those that wore him. However, but it says here, but the elves were not so lightly to be caught. As soon as Sauron set the one ring upon his finger, they were aware of him, and they knew him, and perceived that he would be master of them and all that they wrought. Then in anger and fear they took off their rings. But he, finding that he was betrayed and that the elves were not deceived, was filled with wrath, and he came against them with open war, demanding that all the rings should be delivered to him, since the elven smiths could not have attained to their making without his lore and counsel. But the elves fled from him, and three of their rings they saved and bore them away and hid them. And so we see here where it talks about that... um, the Sauron forged it in the mountain of fire in the land of shadow, where we see that, yeah. uh, you know, in the quest for the ring, that is the only place the ring could not be destroyed. It could only be unmade. The one ring, yes. That's another difference between the two works. In the ring of the Nibelungen, there is only a single ring. There is mm-hmm. only one ring. Whereas the Lord of the Rings, there are nine and seven Nine for mortal men, seven for dwarves, three for elven lords, and the one ring to rule them all. In any case, I should mention this great production by Akim Fryer. Now, I've heard recently that Linda Watson and John Trelevin, the two stars, Mm -hmm. she plays Brynhilde and he plays Siegfried. Mm -hmm. And they have sort of complained that it's a very, very difficult production that Akim Fryer designed. Hmm. One of the reasons is the stage is extremely steeply raked. And at the performance of Siegfried last year in the fall, uh, I saw John Trelevin actually stumble and sprain his ankle somewhat. It's a very, very challenging set to perform in. But, of course, the ring itself is challenging in every other way. It's challenging dramatically. Mm -hmm. It's not a recent kind of German. It is an ancient kind of German, a very kind of special poetry that Wagner wrote, as well as composing the music. The music is very difficult. It requires really heroic singers to be able to sing it. Mm. And so Achim Fryer, the German set designer, has designed a production which is very difficult to sing in because the stage is raked so severely, Mm. so steeply, and also because the costumes, especially those for Wotan, the king of the gods, for instance, and Brunhilde, are very large and unwieldy, and some of the costumes require five people to operate the costume. To operate the costume? That surrounds the singer, yes. So it's a very, very great challenge. Um, So I would say... It is a very, very challenging ring to watch because it is abstract. Mm -hmm. You don't see literal dragon. You don't see literal giants. Mm. You see abstractions of the concepts. Mm. You see sort of uh, ultimate uh, abstractions of these concepts. 
However, uh, James Conlon, the conductor, does a really, really great job of evoking the music out of the orchestra. And Fryer has really got some very, very clever thoughts in the piece. But my final word on this is probably not for the beginner Wagner fan. Mm -hmm. That is, the beginner Wagner fan probably would be better off looking at the DVDs from James Levine's New York Metropolitan Ring of the Nibelungen. That's a lot easier to understand what's happening. Mm. And then, then after seeing that, then you could go to one of the three cycles that starts at the end of this month at the L.A. Opera. So I found it very worthwhile. And and the the performances are still it's still available, right? It's yes. The yeah. there will be three cycles, as we say. That mm-hmm. is, a cycle consists of each of the four operas mm-hmm. performed within a one week span. So you have Das Rheingold. Then you have Die Willkura, then Siegfried, and then Gaederdammerung, and there's they're about two days apart. Okay. And that constitutes one cycle. L.A. Opera, with their $32 million, is mounting three cycles, one at the end of May, one at the beginning of June, one in the middle of June. And so, so, and so if people want information, they can go... LAopera.org. Wonderful. So are you going to one? I haven't decided yet. It's it's a challenge with my various other duties and right. responsibilities in the Shire to attend one of these week-long uh, wonderful things. It's quite a drive for me from where right. I live up into Los Angeles. This is downtown at the Music Center, yeah. the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. But I found it worthwhile. I found the music interpretation by Conlon and his pre-performance lectures. One hour before the performance, James Conlon gives very insightful and very humorous lectures Mm -hmm. about what are really ultimately quite serious and thought-provoking operas. Yes, there's some comic relief, but it's mainly serious. Well, and of course, we elves and we hobbits love music and the telling of a good tale, whether it be spoken or sung. Yes, and this is really really a really great tale. It's a very human tale, Mm -hmm. as it turns out. Although Mm -hmm. you see gods and monsters and heroes Mm -hmm. and heroines and so forth, that ultimately Wagner's work is a very humane one about sisters and brothers, fathers and daughters, Mm. siblings, about about workers and supervisors Mm -hmm. even, Mm. right? The workday place is also under his microscope. Mm. So I found it very worthwhile. And, but yes, it really, ultimately, it's completely different from Lord of the Rings. Right, right. The one thing they both have in common is the movies had great music by Howard Shore, and the operas have really brilliant music by Richard Wagner. Wonderful. So, that's coming up at the end of this month. And the other can difference check that, out. that just occurs to me is, whereas J.R.R. Tolkien was, by all accounts, a very good person, a good professor, a good husband, a good father... Wagner was, Richard Wagner was sort of a bad person. He was an (laughs) anti-Semite. He was a Lothario. He was fooling around on his wife all the time. So he wasn't a very nice person. But but his operas certainly are brilliant. genius doesn't always show any preference for character. No, that's true. (laughs) So so that's coming up at the end of this month. Um, Another event that's coming up just this coming Saturday, though, that we want to to let people know about is the um, Upper Newport Bay Estuary Awareness Day. And uh, if you've been tuning in to this show for a while, you know that I am passionate about the Back Bay and that uh, this uh, our Back Bay here in... um, it is so beautiful, and, and at this point, it's still pristine. Yes. I, I know that we all, our hearts all go out to the people of the Gulf of Mexico, the people in mm. Key West who have seen tar balls washing up, and the people in in Alabama, and the people in New Orleans. and, and Well, we're going to be doing a show south. relating to this yes. before too long, too. It, it's... It, it's it just makes me, it makes me grab my heart every time I think of it, the... Um, I know that it's growing every day, but uh, I remember one day in the news it said that the oil slick w- had reached was the size of the state of Delaware, and that was that was la- early last week. Sometimes, so. Um, but our estuary here is lovely, beautiful, is. and the and the it's and it's one of the largest remaining natural estuaries in Southern California with. Um, 
So this is the Estuary Awareness Day 2010, connecting you to the ocean. It'll be this coming uh, Saturday. Um, it's going to be at the Back Bay Science Center. And so they can come to Estuary Awareness Day, learn about how estuaries connect inland areas with the ocean and why they're so important. It's a family event that will be held at the new California Department of Fish and Game Back Bay Science Center. And I believe they just remodeled and, you know, did a lot of work on that the last year or so. A state-of-the-art research-based facility operated under partnership with the city of Newport Beach and Orange County Healthcare Agency and the University of California, Irvine. Uh, it's a great opportunity to tour the, tour the facility, and um, it's normally only open to people that are actually in programs. So this is a, a day that is actually open to the public. It's an amazing facility. Oh, yes. When you have junior and high school students able to work side-by-side side with some of California's very top-notch scientists. What a tremendous learning Ability for our children. Yes. They're going to be having, uh, you can take a guided tour of the back bay on the Newport Sea Base's pontoon boat. That's a very fun thing, the pontoon boat. So they'll be having those little tours all day long. You can learn about kayaking and canoeing. Uh, you can find out how the healthcare agency examines water samples to check for bacteria. That's actually a very fascinating uh, thing. I've, I've been to this before where they show, you know, these different samples and how they test, you know, and show whether the water is safe or not. Uh, you'll be able to see sharks and rays and other fish that are found in the bay, uh, touch sea stars and other marine critters, um, observe plankton and other cool things under the microscope. This is really quite fascinating. I'm, I love looking at things under a microscope and these little plankton get in there and they're dancing all around. <laughs> It's amazing how much life there is on this green planet of ours. Yes. And they're also going to be having a, um, where you can accompany a naturalist on a nature walk around Shellmaker Island. And you can learn what you can do at home to protect the estuaries, the ocean environment, because uh, people don't realize it, but all the stuff that they put into the, uh, the rain drains all the way up into Tustin and Santa Ana, all of that comes down into the river and washes into the back bay. So it's really important about how we recycle and don't throw trash and plastic and bottles and things like that into our rain drains. Yes, and and there's so many opportunities for learning on the web. Um, you can find out about the Peter and Mary Muth Interpretive Center on the north side of the bay and BBSC program information at the backbayscienceCenter.org. Mm-hmm. Just spell it out, backbayscienceCenter.org and find out details on the Back Bay Science Center, find out information about the Ecological Reserve, the Shellmaker Island facility. Yeah. Tremendous programs, <clears throat> tremendous facility. And it's right, it's going to be coming this coming Saturday, May 22nd, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Back Bay Science Center. And it's right here on Shellmaker Island, which if you want to Google it, Shellmaker Island, uh, the address is 600 Shellmaker Road, Newport Beach, 92660. And uh, I don't know, does that give a phone number on there? Um, I'm looking at my handout, and I do not see a phone number, just the URL, backbayscienceCenter.org. Yeah, somehow I managed to uh, not get the phone. Oh, they're here. For information, call 949-640-6712, 949-640-6712, or visit newportbay.org. And then there'll be several event things up there, but just look uh, for information about the Upper Newport Bay Estuary Awareness Day. And so, and they always have a lot of fun activities and, you know, the touch tanks. And it's and again, it's all free. The parking is free. The event is free. Even the parking is free. Even That's the parking wonderful. is free. Yes. And it's right down there by the ocean. It's a wonderful thing to do with your family. For, you know, who says that you can't do fun things for free anymore? It's, it's absolutely true. Even here in Southern California, there are still free things that are extremely worthwhile, ton of fun, and even free parking. Even free parking. And uh, so this is going to be fun, and I think the weather is supposed to be really nice for this coming weekend. Yes, it is. So that should be a lot of fun. Again, uh, if you'd like information, you can visit newportbay.org, and that's this coming Saturday, May 22nd. From 10 to 4 at the uh, Back Bay Science Center right here in Newport Beach. And uh, and I love that they are working also in affiliation with UC Irvine, which is where we broadcast from here at uh, KCI in Irvine. 
That's right. So it's a it's a wonderful place. And again, for those of you listening to the podcast after the show and perhaps listening to it after this event, you can find out more details at newportbay.org and backbayesciencecenter.org. And our time is almost up again. Oh, no. I know. So oh we, have, we have time for a little bit of announcement uh, for our program coming up in two weeks. And oh we'll have gosh. a little music. So I'm very excited. Um, we have a very special guest that will be on in two weeks. Her name is? Kelly Smith, if I recall correctly. Yes, I believe that is right. And she is the founder of the Center for Living Peace that just opened, uh, they had a grand opening just this weekend um, here at the University Center right across the street here from uh, Irvine, and it's called the Center for Living Peace in Orange County. Uh, their website is www.goodhappens.org. Uh, oh, yes, they're at uh, 4139 Campus Drive in Irvine, 92612. And they had their grand opening Saturday of the center, and there were um, there were some art shows going on all day long where they had art things with the kids. Things, um, In fact, did I give you that flyer yes. for the... the Here we the have could, the, uh, the artist Natasha Shoro showing children uh, how to do collage. Yes. And she's she's a well-known mixed-media artist. Natasha Shoro had children's workshops for ages 8 to 14. And they're having ongoing programs. I believe that she's going to be coordinating those. And uh, also the Ecology Center with uh, Evan Marks, who was, who's been on this program. It's been a while. We should have Evan back to talk about the wonderful things that they're doing down at the Ecology Center, helping people to be eco- eco-friendly. And uh, they were there. The Ecology Center was there, uh, which is located at South Farms, South Coast Farms in San Juan Capistrano, and um, showing people, showing the kids how to make terrariums. Uh, so that was really cool. Um, had big jars and showing the kids how to work with the the soil and the plants. And uh, they were there. And so we're going to be talking to Kelly about. Uh, what is this all about, a Center for Living Peace in two yeah. weeks and, and the programs and things that they have going on? And funny, There is, uh, I'm not sure if it's available on the website, I actually found out about her and heard about this event through an article that's in Coast Magazine. That, there was a write-up on the opening of the center. So if you have the last month's edition of the Coast Magazine, you might uh, take a look, for, look at that. Right. But in the meantime, full information is at their website, goodhappens.org and in two weeks we'll be speaking to Kelly live. Yes, so I'm very excited about that. Um, now, so this week we didn't have uh, we didn't have an, any movie report. Well, the only movie update is uh-huh. we now are starting to hear rumors about production start happening in the fourth quarter. So sometime that is actual principal principal photography, as we call it, where they actually start filming on location in New Zealand with actual actors either in uh, the wide open spaces or in the stages. Uh, but, but we don't have stages. But we don't. We, we don't have a Bilbo yet that we know of, right? We still do not have a. <laughs> How Bilbo. can they start filming without a Bilbo? Every time, every every morning before our show, Tani, you clever elf, <laughs> I search all of my news sources with many many kinds of searches and search engines, trying to find out the latest information. How's it going to be? And so this is something I'm suspecting that Peter Jackson and Guillermo del Toro have picked their Bilbo, but they're waiting to announce Ah. him. They're waiting to announce the actor when they also announce when the start of principal photography is going to be. Well, they better hurry up because they've got to get him, you know, they've got all these action figures to make and... (laughs) Well, yes. I mean, there is a tr- there's really a ton of work. It's yes. now it's now the middle of May, mm-hmm. and if they're going to begin photography in say late October, mid November, then they have got to start. Uh, you know, there's got because be they've start said work. it will be available the following December. So that's only like 14 months to to film. Warner Brothers has committed to their IMAX exhibitors that the Hobbit Part One will be available in December of Yay. 2012. Yes. Oh, I thought it was going to, I thought it was 2011. Oh, oh, 2012. 
I'm pretty sure it's 2012. Yes. I thought the second we part wanted, was... We wanted it to be 2011 because yeah. that would be the 10th anniversary. Well, this way it just prolongs the anticipation. Yes. And more more time to speculate and wonder and ooh and ah over little things without getting... It's nice. I always like to get little teasers, but, but without getting any spoilers. So it's always trying... <laughs> I'm trying to balance teasers versus spoilers. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So that... Wraps it up for our time, pretty much. We're, we've got to have some music here, I think. Okay. Um, I think we need to leave with some Hobbit music. And that course, would be lovely. We have, uh, and since it's a, a wonderful weekend of celebrating um, with some music and, and all of that, let's, uh, let's just have a little bit of Hobbit dance music. That's from- wonderful. The wonderful Howard Shore, Academy Award-winning Howard Shore and his great music from the complete recordings of The Lord of the Rings. Yes. Available in three beautifully boxed sets. This is from the box set for The Lord of the Rings. Yes. And we will be playing a song that did not make it onto the original soundtrack that many of us uh, missed. And uh, But here it is. It's called Flaming Red Hair, the dance at Bilbo's 111th birthday party. And... Uh, Where Rosie... Yes, Frodo pushes Sam out there to go dance with Rosie. And, yes. Oh, yeah, there was something that started that night. That's right. <laughs> okay, my dear friend, well, thank you so much. for It's been fun. And did we remember to say hello to all of our friends who are listening here in the Southland and on the Internet? We did we mention are, how to do it, but let's just say hello to those yes. of us who are listening on the podcast after the fact, who are listening live on the FM radio or listening on KUCI.org, streaming live alternative radio 24 by 7 in both real player formats and Windows media player formats. And thank you for listening. And please, if you'd like to, we'd love to hear from you. Please send us an email at askanelf, A-S-K-A-N-E-L-F at yahoo.com. Ask an elf at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear just what you think and or just say hello and we'll say hello back. Absolutely. Okay, my friend, we will be back in two weeks with uh, fun and learning about the Center for Living Peace and maybe have some more movie updates and some Hobbit and Elf adventure reports. Let's hope so. Okay, and so uh, thank you all for listening. This is KUCI in Irvine, and this is Howard Shore, and until next week, mara- Namaria. <laughs>